Jimmer Fredette hits the NBA waiver wire after his release from the Sacramento Kings. Jimmer Mania now hits the NBA rumor mill. Jimmer's friend and former teammate Jackson Emery joins the Friday Fun. We'll ask him what Jimmer wants next and his formula for a BYU Hoops dance ticket in March. Plus, number two BYU men's volleyball back to work tonight in the Smithfield House. Former national champion and current volleyball assistant Rob Nielsen in studio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. That's right, for the first time from Studio B, bringing it to you on a Friday. The last day of February, the madness of March begins tomorrow. It's March tomorrow. That's I love crazy. It. That's great. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the voice of BYU men's volleyball, Jerem Jordan. Let me remind you again. It is Friday, and this is how we do it. This is how yeah. We do it. What up, Montel? This is how we do it. La, 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 la. What is that part? Oh, this is Montel being Montel. <laughs> Uncle Montel just getting down with his 90s self. Hey, Jerem Jordan and Montel Jordan, no relation. Wherever and however how you, you may be that? listening. Great to have you with us. I, I'm just guessing. Show starters, Jimmer Fredette is a free man. Yes. Hashtag freed Jimmer. Almost. Well, I mean, he is, but he's, he, free. he's on the waiver wire. We'll explain the nitty-gritty of that whole process in just a moment. Jimmer on the Chicago Bulls? Mm. Rumor has it. Zach Stout. Remember him? Notable recruit out of Park, California. From Iggy's and Rancheritos, I do. BYU football player. He is in that group that signed at Iggy's in Salt Lake, as Jerem just said, back with the team. And now Zach is counting down to our season opener on August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. 182. On a serious note with him, he came out of high school as a very talented player. We have yet to really see what he can do. I'm excited that he's back with the team because here's a good player that BYU could use at linebacker in a year they're replacing three starters. Think about the linebackers that they bring in. You add Zach Stout to the guys that they signed. This is They very well could become linebacker U. We've had that discussion on the air well, before. Ohio State, we're coming for you. Man, there have been some serious players at that position. Oh, by the way, spring practice starts on Monday. That came what? out of nowhere. We've, we've known this, but basketball has just taken over, and now football, spring practice Monday. That's, that's awesome. Looking forward to that. Join our conversation with the hashtag BYUSN, that hashtag giving BYU fans a 24-7 channel to link up anywhere across BYU Sports Nation. Have your say wherever, whenever. And if you don't mind, sound off on today's Twitter question. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season? We're talking whatever you think is going to happen the rest of the year with him. We've opened it up because we want you to delve into your clever minds and what? present some well-cogitated tweets. Not just what, where he goes, but what is he going to do? What's going to happen? Is he going to score points? He can and, what's, a lot of minutes. and what's your bold prediction? I'm going to go with he's going to have at least one more New York Nick 24-point type game. At, at least one. Bold would be two. Bold would be He's had here. one the whole season. <laughs> his whole to career. Have one, yeah, his whole career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I just think my bold prediction for Jimmer Fredette is that he will make meaningful buckets in the playoffs. Okay. He will make meaningful be baskets good. in the playoffs. That's better than what I said. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYUradio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show also on demand on BYUradio.org, or listen to the rebroadcast weekdays, 7 Eastern. Have you heard? We will be simulcast live on BYU TV from the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas beginning March 6th. Next Thursday. That's less awesome. than a week away. Awesome. <laughs> Watch out, Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation is on the way. Rise and shout. It's time for a Friday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Freedom! That shakes free again. Well, let me tell you something. He was shaking a big athlete in Billy White, yep. and he got shook. It never gets old. Jimmer Fredette against San Diego State in 2011, the night he became a nationwide hero. Jimmer Mania hit full steam that night. And really, it, it, it kind of hasn't stopped because it went to, he went to Sacramento. It may have gone quiet, but now it's flared up again. His name just makes people – a, he's a polarizing name, and so everybody's talking about Jimmer now. 
He averages five, six points a game this 5. season. 5.9 points per game. He's the most talked about six point a game scorer in the NBA. Maybe ever. Maybe, maybe ever. There's a lot of buzz about him, about where he could go, because people remember what he did at BYU. Now, I think it's a different era. So that's, that's what Jimmer can do. That's the best that he can be, which was amazing. Now, what he's, where is he going, and what can he do with a team, whether that's a playoff team or not? We'll ask Jackson Emery, one of his best friends, that question coming up a little bit later. The deal is done. This is what we know. The buyout has been finalized as of yesterday afternoon. He is no longer a member of the Sacramento Kings. He hits the NBA waiver wire, and if you're not familiar with what that is, for 48 hours, any NBA team can put in to claim Jim Fredette if they match his current pay rate. His 2.4 million for this year. So what we know, and what we, we feel like we know anyway, is that... A team will not do that. They're, they're not going to overpay for Jimmer Fredette right now. They're going to try and get him for a steal. They can get him for cheap if they don't do that. So because the NBA is a business, we're banking that no team will meet that required salary obligation. Jimmer knows it. His agents know it. Then it becomes, after the 48-hour waiver wire uh, period has cleared, he Which becomes an afternoon. unrestricted free agent, and any team can just start making him off, an offer. And Jimmer can go where he wants. That said, the NBA rumor mill has, right now, Chicago leading the charge. Jimmer Fredette in a Chicago Bulls uniform. That's just, that's just a weird thought, but it's a fun thought because Chicago, of course, all those championships. Uh, Derrick Rose is injured, but they have they maybe have a spot for him. And Tom Thibodeau, the fact that he's a defensive coach and wants Jimmer, that's interesting to me. As of this morning, NBA Legion says Jimmer Fredette is leaning towards signing with the Bulls once he clears waivers. Watch Thibs, Tom Thibodeau, the coach, turn him into a weapon in that offense. They play defense. They play defense. So that could and be a very good And that's the thing that Jimmer gets hammered on, yet that coach wants him. A defensive coach wants him. Fox Sports reporting that the Cleveland Cavaliers are also reportedly on Jimmer Fredette's radar. They're a team that's four teams or four games out of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, but the Eastern Conference is just abysmal. I, I really think Jimmer Fredette ends up in Chicago. I just do. On a playoff team, making meaningful buckets in the postseason. I think that would be a lot of fun. Memphis and the Los Angeles Lakers have also been discussed. It's just good to see Jimmer out of Sacramento. Final thoughts, Jerem? Freed Jimmer. Topic two. West Coast Express. Swatted away by Austin. Outlet to Bartley. Yeah, that is fearless. Guys coming down now. I'm not worried about getting undercut. This is going down left-handed, baby. Our good friends Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call on BYU TV as Frank Bartley threw down a dunk. Frank Bartley and his teammates getting ready for San Diego tomorrow. BYU on the road for what has quickly become the biggest game of the season. The Cougars are on the tourney train for a couple of reasons. (laughs) Yeah, Here it comes. All aboard. It's headed to the West Coast Conference first. (laughs) Let's get you caught up with what happened last night. On Thursday, every team except BYU and San Diego played, and all the teams that probably BYU fans did not want to win won. Gonzaga won. They beat Pacific, so they are the regular season outright champs. So they're the one seed. Now BYU uh, is as high as the two if they win or San Francisco loses, and if BYU uh, loses and San Francisco wins, BYU would be the three. So basically... Beat San Diego, and you're the two. Win the game at San Diego, but not just to get the two seed. Win because you're at large hopes yes. right on yes. that game. Because two and three are the same. You're avoiding Gonzaga, essentially. They have battled to go from the next four out in Joe Lunardi's bracket on ESPN to the seventh to last team in. They have moved up 12 spots over the last two weeks. They've won some big games with a lot of eyes on ESPN watching them, and that has done oh. Huge things for BYU and their tournament chances because now they're they're not one of the first the last four in they're they're just in. But if they lose With to Captain San Leonardi. if they lose to San Diego, they, they drop right back. Then out. you have to win the tournament. They drop at least seven spots and they're out. Now we've been talking about bracket matrix because we think this is a good idea of what is actually out there because it's eighty two different brackets. Uh, compiled, and what is BYU? The third to last team in. They're an 11 seed. They're in 71 of the 82 brackets. Our boy Jerry Palm of CBS does not have BYU Sticking in his bracket to his yet. guns. They're not even <laughs> the first five out in Jerry Palm's bracket, which is lunacy. So now we come to the very end of the regular season tomorrow. 
BYU at San Diego, a team uh, in San Diego that beat Gonzaga, that beat BYU in the WCC tournament last year in the quarterfinal, a team that has played BYU tough. The Cougars won by 15 in Provo, but it is, it's an overused phrase, but it's necessary for tomorrow. It is a must win to get the two seed, but more importantly, to maintain the at-large so that that tourney train can stay on the tracks. What's Dave Rose's buzzword, Jerem? Confidence. Confidence. And BYU is confident. They've won seven of their last eight. Yeah, and if they lose to San Diego, we're gonna, they're going to be riding into the West Coast Conference Tournament with that last train whistle you just heard. It's, as opposed to the... As, a, as opposed to the... the get one. out of the way! Yeah. Bearing down. Confident. Yeah. We want to be on that train. And right now, BYU is riding that track. They're the hottest team in the West Coast Conference. San Diego's tricky. They slow the ball down. They shoot the ball well They from have distance. some bigs. They aren't great, but they're, they have a bunch of them. And then Johnny D, Chris Franz, these guys are good. You can't overlook the fact that they beat Sin, or, uh, St. Mary's and Gonzaga on their home floor. They're re- they're ready for BYU. It's gonna be it's gonna be a battle tomorrow. What's your bold prediction? I wonder what Jimmer thinks about BYU's tournament chances. I guarantee he's right up there with Joe Lenardi and me in the front. Jeremy still on the caboose, man. I can see Jimmer with the little uh, conductor's hat at the. Uh, have you moved? Of- have you moved up into a, up a car from probably, the caboose? Probably <laughs> yes. There's still room, man. And you better behave, or you're seriously, I'm putting you in the baggage car. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. What's your bold prediction for Jimmer Fredette's season the rest of this year? That is our Twitter question. It's Twitter time. <laughs> this is fantastic. At Young Tim 32. Jimmer will carry the Chicago Bulls in the absence of Derrick <laughs> Rose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, that, that's bold alone. Okay. It continues. He will dunk on LeBron in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> Headline LeBron gets jimmered. That's not happening. That's, like, yeah, you know, I like the bold. That's this just, is not that's, NBA 2K. <laughs> At David this is Roberts, not a video 20. game. Yeah, it's not yeah. a video game. It was his senior year. Can he even dunk on the video game? That's a good question. At David Roberts, twenty, find a spot on the Bulls and has a Nate Robinson esque playoff series where he carries them in stretches in playoff battle. That would be awesome. I'm telling you, if Jimmer Fredette can be a backup point guard, carry a team at times with five, seven points in certain stretches and whatnot, that's good. Just find a place in the NBA and stay in the NBA. That's my goal with Jimmer. He doesn't have to be an All Star. He doesn't even have to be a starter you know for me. See, I want to see Joe Kim Noah get an offensive rebound in the fourth quarter with three minutes left, kick it back out to Jimmer from 26 feet, and he knocks down a three to put the Bulls up by two. That's what I want to see in the playoffs. That would be awesome. Oh, man. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we go all access with Jackson Emery, a good friend of Jimmer Fredette. We're going to ask him what Jimmer wants next in his NBA career. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Friday, believe it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Soon to be simulcast on BYU TV starting on March 6th. Glad to have you with us, everyone. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B for the first time here at BYU Broadcast. And follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. If you so choose, you can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Starting next Thursday, the simulcast will be on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Same time, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern. We'll start it from Las Vegas in the Orleans Arena from the West Coast Conference Tournament. See what you've been hearing. What are you wearing, dude? First day. I have no idea. I, haven't thought, I take it one day at a time. <laughs> one show at a time. You're not planning out your outfits? What is I, wrong with I you? I literally don't think about what I'm going to wear what until I get out of the shower. What is wrong with you, Jerem? Oh. You know what? I'm, I'm still glad to have you here. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season? Had some great responses coming in. Use the hashtag BYUSN and keep those coming. Uh, coming. <laughs> just, like Jimmer messes I, up here. Jimmering, I, yes, cumbering. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. It works. We know what you mean. Yeah. All good. I'll mark it down. Jackson Emery, the all-time stills leader at BYU and member of the Sweet 16 BYU basketball team in 2011, back on BYU Sports Nation. Jackson, the obvious question here is, what does your good friend Jimmer Fredette want to happen next in his NBA career? Great question. I think uh, he's a pretty simple guy, but I think probably the biggest thing that he's looking for is just, you know, just an opportunity within a system that really suits his talents and his skills. Um, you know, he's had a he's had a rough stretch just in Sacramento. Hasn't really had the opportunity with change of management, change of coaches, 
just uh, he hasn't been able to have a stable environment to really thrive, nor the system that really suits what he's good at. So hopefully uh, in the next couple of days you, you see some traction with a good playoff team, you know, such as the Bulls or even hopefully the Spurs or someone that can give him a shot. Now, does that mean a playoff team where he'd play a little less but could have an impact and get into the playoffs? Or would he prefer to be on a team that is not making the playoffs where he might be able to play a little bit more? I think, uh, you know, ultimately he's going to look for fit. Um, You know, it's not really about minutes. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, think if he plays more minutes, he has a better opportunity of being better or getting paid more. And not necessarily if you're on a good team and you're winning and you're you're giving, uh, you know, say eight to twelve minutes a game, and you're you know you're hitting shots and doing really what your role requires of you. I think that, you know that's really where where he's looking. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he he wants that shot to have more minutes to see if he is an all star. But I think for him, I think he's looking for more so a, a better fit. Jackson Emery, the 2011 Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year here at BYU, joining BYU Sports Nation. We're talking about Jimmer Fredette, his good friend. Okay, Jackson, Jimmer. Let's, you brought up Chicago, San Antonio, some other teams that have been thrown into the mix, Cleveland, uh, Memphis. If you're his agent, where do, where do you want him to go? <laughs> I think there's a couple things you look at. I mean, it's more so than just uh, look at the teams now, how they're going to do, how many minutes you're going to get. I think you know, what he's also going to be looking at is potentially a, a, a contract for next year. And so I think his agent's going to look at this as a tryout for him. So uh, when he looks at the Bulls, when he looks at the Grizzlies, the Cavs, they're going to really look at the bench and talk with the management, see what are your long-term plans, and uh, identify from there, you know, does this not only make sense for the next couple months, but does it make sense to get him on the team so that he has a shot for next year? So there's a couple of things that they're going to weigh out before they make a decision. 2005 Mr. Basketball in the state of Utah. Jackson Emery joins us on BYU Sports Nation. Your younger brother Nick has been called Jimmer Light or Jimmer Jr. in the way that he can light it up in a quick way. He's in Germany (laughs) on his mission. How's he doing? He's doing well. He's been out, let's see, 10 months now. Well, 10 months tomorrow. So, uh, you know, May 1st is his year mark. He's done, you know, extremely well. He's enjoyed the time out there. He's, he's put on a little weight, supposedly, and I told him that's all right. I think Jimmer came in at like 205, 210 his freshman <laughs> year. So I think my brother's trying to, to at least maybe match that. <laughs> now the Lone Peak 3, uh, TJ Haas, Eric Mika, they're all going to be next to each other in Europe on their missions. What's the reaction uh, in Alpine to those three uh, being in Europe on their missions? The, the, the European trio. Yep. Um, no, you know, we're, we're excited for these guys. I mean, they're, they're all great you know, basketball players, and we love watching them. But uh, most importantly, they're all great, you know, young men. They're doing great things with their lives. They're great examples. But uh, we're hoping that uh, they bring back a little bit of that, that Euro game from over there. Maybe, you know, Meek can work out with Bar- Bargnani from the Knicks. Maybe, <laughs> maybe TJ no with Tony Parker from the France. <laughs> no flopping, though. Don't Bring back the Euro step, yeah, bring but not the exactly, flopping. Exactly, not the flop. <laughs> or exploding through your shoe like Manu Ginobili. Did you guys see that? Yes, I did see that. That was that. wild. That, yeah, that's not a, that's not a good uh, commercial for, uh, I think it was <laughs> Nike. <laughs> Get that man a new pair of shoes. Jackson Emery on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Let's talk Cougar hoops right now. Uh, in the back half of West Coast Conference play, really no team has played better than the BYU Cougars. They're 7-1 and one with still San Diego to play on Saturday. What has changed in your mind for this BYU basketball bounce back? You know, I think just more so the consistency of the guys. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever a confidence or a, you know, a more so, a, you know, a talent issue. It's just more the consistency. The guys are understanding they have to play 40 minutes a game. Um, early on in the season, they lost, they lost several games where they, they would play 35 minutes. They'd beat the team for 35 minutes, but five minutes of the game, they had a huge letdown, whether it be Wichita State or Iowa State or whoever it may be, and they let them back in the game and let them take the lead and ultimately win. So uh, they're playing more consistent. They're playing more consistent on both ends, not on the offensive side, but as well the defensive side. And uh, I think they're they're in a great position right now. All the guys are very confident. They have a great win streak underneath them against some great quality teams. And uh, hopefully they can pull out another one Saturday, go into the West Coast Conference tournament next week with that confidence 
pull together a couple more games and then get a bit in the NCAA. San Diego has proven to be a tough matchup for a lot of teams. Gonzaga lost last week there. BYU's had some tough games with the Toreros. But BYU beat them by 15 in Provo. It's been a long time since that game. That was the third West Coast Conference game for BYU, <laughs> and this ends up being the last one. Uh, what do you think of the matchup with San Diego on Saturday? Yeah, no, I mean, we all remember last year, BYU going down there and getting beat. Um, last Saturday, Gonzaga going down there and getting beat. And I, I guarantee the first message on Monday to the guys was about that Gonzaga game, you know, being overlooked. And uh, I think that's hopefully been pounded down their throats this whole entire week that, you know, you can't overlook this team. And most importantly, I think hopefully the coaching staff's pounding down their throats that this is by far the most important game of the year because it's the next game. And the other games they've won will mean really nothing if they lose on Saturday. So, I think the guys will be ready to go. I think San Diego is going to be ready to go. It's senior night for those guys. Anytime you play on someone else's home floor during senior night, it's uh, you know it's a challenge because it's so emotional. Jackson Emery joining BYU Sports Nation. Jackson, in your mind, there's been so much. Well, first, of all, let me say this: there's been so much banter about what BYU basketball has to do to get back in the NCAA tournament. Everyone's got a different opinion, ranging from Jerry Palm with CBS. He says they have to win the conference tournament essentially, or they're not getting into Joe Lunardi, who has them as the seventh to last team in. Well, in what do the Cougars need to do the remainder of this season to assure themselves at least an at-large spot in the tournament? Yeah, for an out-large, you know, a couple things need to happen. I think first and foremost, you have to win tomorrow. That's not even a question. You lose tomorrow, throw that out the window, and you got to go win your tournament. But if you win tomorrow, I think if the Cougs at least make the semis, if not the conference final, I think they'll be fine. Um, but, you know, to be more safe, obviously you want to win it. But, I mean, if you make the conference final, you definitely show you're capable of putting a couple uh, – good wins together in a you know short time span and the NCAA committee always likes that at the same time uh, you're also rooting for great teams around the country to win their tournaments you don't want you know a team like Utah or a team like Utah State to go to their tournaments and win their their tournament and take a bid that could have gone to you. So you're, you're rooting for Arizona to win the Pac-12. You're rooting for uh, Syracuse to win the ACC. You're rooting for Florida to win the SEC. You're, you're rooting for all these teams so that you know they already have bids. You just don't want any other teams to lock up any bids that might go to you. Jackson Emery's on BYU Sports Nation. This is the ninth season under Dave Rose. The previous uh, seven BYU has learned, uh, earned an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. I think this year BYU doesn't have the, uh, they don't necessarily have the crutch of, okay, we're probably in if we don't win the tournament. Uh, BYU wants to win the tournament. But Jackson, you, you went to a couple of NCAA tournaments all at large. Did you have some, uh, was that sort of a positive crutch at any point where you thought, you know what, we're probably in, we want to win the tournament title, but if we don't, that's going to be okay? Yeah, I mean, we always had a couple of goals. Um, and before the season, we outlined these goals. Um, first, first goal was to have a great record pre-conference. Second one was to win conference. And the third one was to win the conference championship. And then ultimately the fourth one was to get to the NCAA tournament. So we always ha- broke down our season in, in four different segments. And uh, it was always nice going into the Mountain West Conference tournament knowing, you know what, we, we're already a lock um, but then we were playing for seeds, you know, we didn't, my sophomore year, we got the eight, nine seed, uh, you know, my junior year, I can't even remember the seed I got, we got then, but, uh, and then my senior year, obviously the three seed. So, you know, you, you play for seeding, you play for position and then ultimately you, you just play for, you know, uh, momentum. If you lose your first game, that's not good to go into an NCAA game, losing your first game. You want to win one, two, and then if you lose the championship game, you still have that confidence that you can put a couple of wins together. But, uh, but I do agree. It is, it is somewhat of a crutch knowing that you're fine even if you lose. <laughs> it's only fitting that we're talking to Jackson Emery as we talk about the BYU turnaround and what has been the difference maker in that. Certainly, it starts with defense. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You like that music, Jackson? <laughs> great, great music. <laughs> 65. That's the stat of the day. BYU's allowed 65 points per game the last three games. That's the best three-game average during the season. If BYU continues to play defense at this level, I think they can take it 
to the next level. What have you noticed about BYU's defense, Jackson, that has changed? Yeah, I, I don't think they're taking possessions off. Um, you know, the problem with this team all year is they're just an offensive juggernaut. I mean, any guy can go off any given night and you can put up 80, 90 points. But the problem is they've lost games where they've put up 80, 90 points. So, uh, you know, really they've they've understood that you have to play 40 minutes of consistent defense to, to win basketball games. They're not they're not taking plays off. Every play they understand how valuable it is. They're they're grinding out the shot clock sometimes, especially in that Gonzaga game. And uh, you know they're really just they're playing hard. There's just a different focus, a different effort, and uh, you can you know obviously see it with their win streak, but as well as how many points they're allowing. Jackson Emery joining BYU Sports Nation. Jackson, we're still waiting for your defensive skills DVDs to come out. So when they do, <laughs> let us know. We'll make sure we get those into the right hands. They'll, they'll hit the infomercial market next week. <laughs> it could work for you. <laughs> Absolutely, Jackson. Thanks for the time, man. Hey, appreciate it, guys. I want to point something out. I asked the first question about what Jimmer wants next, and Jackson brought up two different cities, Chicago and San Antonio. Interesting. If the two have talked recently, which I'm 99.9% sure they have because Jackson has told us that they communicate often, then, then those two teams have been talked about. And Jimmer said, we asked Jimmer in the locker room after a Jazz game a couple weeks ago, who's the guy that you communicate with the most from BYU? Jackson. Jackson Emery. Jackson Emery. That came from Jimmer's mouth. Jackson's great, by the way. Great Former analyst. teammate of yes. Jimmer, great player. He's become an analyst of sorts, one of our go-to guys. And then his younger brother Nick's going to be a stud with BYU later. Is it the Bulls? Maybe the Spurs. Huh, haven't mm. heard that one. Interesting. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season? Use the hashtag BYUSN when you send in your responses. Up next, BYU Volleyball chasing down the number one ranking in all the land, the Cougs rolling in conference play. Assistant coach Rob Nielsen joins us in studio. Oh, by the way, you're listening to BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin and the BYU Cougars staring down San Diego tomorrow. Eight ginormous game for the Cougars and Toreros and implications in the West Coast Conference Tournament that approaches oh so quickly. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, soon to be on BYU TV simulcast with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Recapping some of your top stories quickly, Jimmer Fredette is a free man. He no longer is wearing a Sacramento Kings uniform. We just talked to Jackson Emery and Jerem and I are prognosticating now that uh, Jimmer Probably going to end up with the Chicago Bulls. At least what the am, interest is there. What am I supposed to do with my Jimmer Kings jersey now? Sell it on eBay. <laughs> no, Fif- keep it forever. It's a, it's a relic, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great memory. It's Well, considering I bought it like from China for $8, I think I'll be all right. Started from the bottom. <laughs> started from the bottom. Now we're here, right? It's going to be the reminder. Like, Thank you, Drake. You're welcome. You're, hey, nice catch on the pop culture there, man. Sprite. <laughs> BYU basketball, as we mentioned, headed to San Diego tomorrow. Their at-large opportunity is great if they win. They're the seventh-to-last team in, according to ESPN's Joe Lunardi. They are in 71 of the 82 brackets in the bracket matrix. Bracket matrix. Win to get in. You know what else needs to happen? You need, you need to watch Jerem Jordan call the BYU men's volleyball game tonight. Or go. If or you, you're nearby. Or you can go to but it, if yeah. not, check it out. It's on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight. Second ranked men's volleyball team hosts the seventh ranked USC Trojans. Watch and listen to it live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. And while we're on the topic of volleyball, backup setter on the 2004 National Championship BYU volleyball team, Rob Nielsen, joins us. Where's your ring, man? I, that, that thing screams credibility. I'd be rocking that every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's some definite bling, but uh, I'm, I'm too low-key to uh, sport that ring. <laughs> you were the backup setter on the 2004 National Championship team, which will be honored Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet you're an assistant coach, so will you come out and participate in that? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. You know, I guess maybe it depends on how we're, uh, how we're playing, what adjustments need to be made, but I'm uh, expecting to be back with uh, the team trying to win a volleyball match. BYU got off to an interesting start this season uh, in Chicago at a tournament, a slow start, 0-2. It seemed like after that, the flip switched. What changed for the team to get on the roll that they're currently on right now? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it was just uh, we're still going through the process of discovering who we are and building confidence. Uh, We had some players returning on the court, but we also had a lot of new pieces 
uh, at important positions and guys just gaining confidence and understanding that they can play, understanding how to play winning volleyball. And uh, I think we're doing a real good job of uh, learning in the gym and our guys are, are working really hard. So Loyola's ranked number one. They host the final four or final six or whatever we're going to call it mm-hmm. uh, this season. Are they the number one team, or are they just ranked number one? Yeah, they're n- the number one team as, okay. as far as it goes. Uh, you know, they they're, uh, they played really good volleyball early in the year, and uh, we're trying to catch them. It's going to be, I think, it looks like they might run the table in their conference, and so I don't know if we'll catch them in the rankings, but uh, we like what uh, the competition in our league teaches us as a volleyball team. It's so tough to win matches in the MPSF that uh, we feel like we're learning lessons that are going to help us um, down the road that maybe uh, some teams in other leagues don't, uh, don't, aren't learning. Right. We've always compared the – that, that Loyola being ranked number one is like Boise State being ranked number one over Alabama number two. So they could be better, but you have to play that match later in the year to see. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We're hoping to get there. And uh, we're working hard to try and uh, get, through the, to get through our league here. So. Just to give some context to this, for those that aren't very familiar with men's volleyball, the MPSF is kind of compared to the SEC when it comes to college football, correct? Uh, that's what they say. We have, uh, you know, the, they rank the top 15 men's volleyball teams in the country. Uh, there's 13 teams in the MPSF, and usually uh, 10 of the teams in our league are in the top 15. And so, yeah, we're playing, you know, this weekend we play uh, Pepperdine, who's number four, USC, who's number seven, and Man, it's it's hard to say that there's six teams better than USC. They're a, a great volleyball team. Pepperdine's a great volleyball team. We play UCLA. We play Irvine, Long Beach, Hawaii, Stanford. It's just, uh, you know, it comes at us every week. And so uh, it's trial by fire for sure, winning in the MPSF. Yeah, welcome to the big leagues. Rob Nielsen, assistant on the BYU men's volleyball team, currently ranked second, is joining BYU Sports Nation. We mentioned the 0-2 start. Is this team where it is right now without that 0-2 start? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think uh, we had a, a little uh, slap in the face, you know, uh, and uh, you get a sense of urgency that um, makes practices better, that makes guys want to compete a little bit harder, and uh, we definitely learn some more lessons losing than we do uh, than we do winning. And so sometimes some of those early season losses are good for us, and uh, – you know, point us in the right direction and help us realize that, hey, there's some things that we really need to get better at, which was definitely the case early and it's probably still the case now. So, BYU assistant men's volleyball coach Rob Nielsen is on BYU Sports Nation. I want to ignore volleyball for a second because you two connected in an intramural flag oh, football game bring, back you're in the go day. Here? Wow. You need to tell this story. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we're in the Division One intramural <laughs> flag football semifinals, I think is what we've determined. And for some reason... Uh, when is this? This was in 2000s. I want to say this is fall 2006 or yeah, probably fall 2006. Does that yeah, sound right? it may have been. I played every fall that I was at BYU. <laughs> I'm still playing yeah. flag football. As are we. So, <laughs> as are Jeremy and I, which is a benefit of being an employee here. Uh, but I, I'm matched up on Rob, who's got like three inches on me and has a crazy vertical leap. And I know we all know the ball's going to him. So I get put out wide with him, and the ball's coming his way. And I, I'm thinking. I'm in perfect position. I can't be playing this any better. I jump up. I'm going to take down the setter from the volleyball team. I get a hand on the ball, and I'm like, I might intercept this. And then that quick, oh, he's still going up. And now he's taking the ball away from me. And now he's scoring a touchdown. (laughs) Fail. So, yeah, that's, that was my first interaction with, with one Rob Do you remember Nielsen. this at all? You know, I don't, but one I, I many, love He's that, done it so many times. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, thanks for letting me relive some glory days because I'm not jumping the same way anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jerem. That was great. <laughs> hey, I think that's a great story. I really do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Any, anything to throw me under the flag football bus. <laughs> no, Rob Nielsen is here, so okay, we, we got to pump Rob Nielsen. That's true. Rob, uh, Taylor Sander, uh, we've talked about him for – Three make it four years now as being one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting player uh, in college volleyball. How has he done this year now that he's kind of taken on a what seems like a bigger role with the absence of Ben Patch on a mission? You know, I think he's getting more and more comfortable with it each week. Um, he had just an unreal week of practice this week, and so I'm excited to see him play this uh, this weekend. And I think... Uh, you know, he's put a lot of pressure on himself to carry a big load, and he scores points for us in so many different ways. 
Um, but I think as the season goes on, he's starting to get more and more comfortable that he doesn't have to do everything. You know, he doesn't have to kill every ball. He can take some zeros. He can give some balls away and in some smart spots. And uh, the guys around him will, will make a lot of plays too. And, and just as he's gotten more and more comfortable in that role, I think it frees him to, you know, to play a little looser, play a little faster. And when he does that, man, he's, he is a scary player. And he's a lot of fun to watch, as our fans know. I have it in my notes that Taylor Sander is a really, really, really good volleyball player. The research team came up with that. <laughs> yes, of, I, of course. Jerem has called him the jimmer of BYU volleyball. Of college volleyball. Of college volleyball. Is, yeah. is that a fair assessment? Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, uh, I, we feel like he's one of the best, if not the best players in the country. Uh, we feel like he's going to go on and have a great career and uh, you know, hopefully play for lots of national teams and in lots of Olympics. And uh, you know, he works hard and he wants to win and he uh, wants to do the right thing. And so, you know, I don't know how Jimmer was behind the scenes and I don't know how Jimmer worked in practice, but, uh, you know, certainly talent wise, Taylor's as good as anyone that's ever been in the BYU gym. And, uh, wow. And he is, uh, you know, he's a lot of fun to coach and he's a lot of fun to watch because every day he's doing things that I haven't seen players do, uh, before. So. And you can watch him this weekend, both matches, uh, Friday, uh, and Saturday tonight and tomorrow, nine Eastern on BYU TV. We mentioned Jimmer. We need to ask you our poll question, our, our Twitter question. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season? <laughs> our bold, my Yours. bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, Jimmer gets picked up by the Bulls. Okay. And, and? Uh, yeah, Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau teaches him, uh, you know, some uh, some defensive tactics, and uh, he goes off on the offensive end and hopefully has a, a great career uh, playing with uh, – Derek Rose when he gets healthy, so hoping awesome. for good things for Jimmer for sure. That would be awesome. I'm just I'm just excited to hear Jerem tonight on the call. The Sandman delivers. Uh, Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> oh, nice. okay. I guarantee that will happen. You see, Rob. Hey, Rob's we a we hope it's we hope it's coming. <laughs> Rob, good things are happening for us. So That's right. BYU men's volleyball assistant coach on BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us. Hey, thanks, you guys. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season? Jerem says, what, Jerem? Remind the people what you said. At least one game like he had in the Garden against the Knicks of uh, a new career high where he's making sports center with with his excellent performance. I say he's going to score meaningful buckets in a playoff game, which will be on sports center. I would rather have that than what I said. Just as, make, a, as a fan. Just hit some big buckets. He can ignite an arena so fast. Yes. What other player in the NBA can do that? He is lighter fluid for the NBA. Not Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Can you name another guy that can, that can ignite an arena with one shot? One, one shot. Chris Paul, one alley-oop to Blake Griffin. Okay, then an alley-oop. Or DeAndre Jordan. But that takes two people. That takes two he people. He could throw the alley-oop, but if it goes out of bounds, that is a turnover. So you're right, <laughs> that doesn't work. Use the hashtag BYUSN for what your bold prediction is for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season. Up next, what can BYU Sports Nation karma do for you, specifically for Lexi Eaton? We bring her into the mix in Studio B as BYU gets set for Senior Day and they push towards the NCAA Tournament. Win to get in! You're listening to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Thank you, Tyler. BYU Sports Nation ready for the final 15 minutes. Fourth quarter. Get it up, Jaron. Get it up. Let's yep. go. Let's do this. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live from Studio B. We've got quite the weekend of sports for you on BYU TV. Yeah, tonight, men's volleyball versus USC, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And then tomorrow, a double dose on BYU TV. Watch Senior Day from the Marriott Center as the women's basketball team plays San Diego in a crucial WCC matchup for the tournament seating at 3 Eastern. Then at 9 Eastern, men's volleyball again, second-ranked BYU versus fourth-ranked Pepperdine, who is the only team to beat BYU this season uh, in conference. That's uh, So 3 Eastern women's hoops, 9 Eastern men's volleyball tomorrow on BYU TV. Two football tidbits for you. One, BYU is only 182 days away from the season opener against the Connecticut Huskies in East Hartford. (laughs) Party horn, yeah. It's crazy. It's getting crazy up in here. Secondly, Dennis Pitta 
Making waves in the Baltimore media today, he has signed a new deal with the Ravens. This moments ago, at Ravens Insider, says Ravens have reached a five-year deal with tight end Dennis Pitta, according to league sources. Good for Dennis. Sticking with the Ravens. Nice. For, for a moment, I mean, for a few days, and he told us this on BYU Sports Nation when he joined us close to the new year, he wasn't sure he was ever going to play football again. That's scary. That's, so, and, then, and then he comes back this season, and he's been BYU's best guy in the league the last several years. Good for Dennis Pitta. Getting it done with the Baltimore Ravens. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's season? Another high-profile BYU athlete. And now, ladies got next. BYU playing San Diego in a critical West Coast Conference matchup for tournament seating. NCAA tournament at-large hopes on the line. It is Senior Day in Provo, Utah tomorrow. We will have it live on BYU TV. And we welcome in a star from the BYU women's basketball team, Lexi Eaton. Okay, Lexi, I'm, I'm going to set you up here. <laughs> a few of your teammates have benefited from us, from our show. Notably, Jen Hampson and most Kim recently, Beeston, Kim Beeston. Last Friday, then Saturday, nine, nine threes. Now, it was 11, right? Because there were two offensive fouls called yeah. on two makes? Yes, there, and she made both of the shots after those oh, fouls were called, goodness. so that was the killer. <laughs> Are you ready for the karma? I am ready. Bring it on. <laughs> karma has been a, something that you guys haven't needed but could use. You're on a seven-game win streak. Uh, what's uh, like the men's team you guys seem to be peaking at the end of the year what's been going well for the team yeah that's been huge for us peaking at the right time and we're really excited about that I think the biggest thing is each of us have found a way to play consistently Um, Jen Hampson has played so consistently lately and just monster games and Kim obviously is shooting great the best that she's ever shot and just just all around great team chemistry, and we're ready to roll for this next weekend. Interestingly enough, Kim started shooting the ball well, again, after she came on BYU Sports Nation. But <laughs> she was leading the WCC prior to that, but nine is something else. The Portland <laughs> game, she, I think she went one for 11, 0 for 10 from the three-point line. And yeah. you know, I just looked at her and said, hey, keep, keep shooting the ball. And she kind of laughed and said, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see if my, my coach, how my coach feels about that. <laughs> that but green she, light but she did, dimmer. and it seems like, Morgan's playing. Morgan Bailey's playing better. Jan, you mentioned, has been consistent. You have picked up your game. You scored 25 at Pepperdine. How much fun are you having out on the floor? Because at the beginning of the season, me calling the games, it it looked a little bit more like a process. Now it looks like you're just enjoying yourselves. Is that an accurate assessment? Um, I think we've been trying to do that more. Um, Sometimes it's hard when we have such high expectations for ourselves. And I think our coach, Dan Nelson, really does a good job of reminding us, hey, we're a good team. This is a fun season. You guys need to remember to have fun and, and uh, really just enjoy the moments because this is a great opportunity for us this year to have so many good players together. And so, yeah, I think that's accurate. We've been trying to do that as of lately. And tomorrow's a big moment, big game with San Diego, who's a, a good team. Uh, Amy Kame, I b- uh, believe, is one of the leading scorers in the conference. Yep. Big for seeding going into Vegas. How important is it to uh, win tomorrow's game? Not just to win the game, but also for Jen and uh, Kim, their final regular season home game. Yeah, well, last year we didn't have such a good turnout on our senior night, so I think this is really big for us. We want to have a good night for uh, Kim and Jen to to go out with a win, obviously. But um, I think this is a big statement game for the whole conference. I mean, we lost to San Diego at their place this season, and we we played terribly. We had, I think, 28 turnovers last time. And obviously we've improved tons since then, so it's this is just more of a statement game for us. And like you said earlier, to keep peaking at the right time. Lexi Eaton on BYU Sports Nation. We are going to officially give you now the BYU Sports Nation karma. We will play the monk music. <laughs> Now, now go, Lexi, and succeed. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> and you're going to high jump as well on the track team. Yeah, that's the plan right now. Yep. Um, when does looking that start? To it. Just whenever basketball is over. And, um, Late March, hopefully. Yes, hopefully, yeah. A couple weeks, so. BYU in San Diego tomorrow live on BYU TV, 1 p.m. Mountain Start, 3 p.m. Eastern. Lexi, what time are you going to be shooting around warming up tomorrow? Um, well, we, we go out there uh, an hour before and okay. just get in the feel right. So, yeah. Listen, the karma, the karma will help the ball in the air. You just do what you've been doing <laughs> and all of a sudden, swish, snip. It's just going to go through. So good luck. It. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks for coming in. Thank That's you. Thanks for works. having me. Great to have you on, Lexi. A little fun fact, Jeremy. Amy came. I, uh, I covered her when I was, uh, 
working local sports in Grand Junction, Colorado. Lexi Eaton will cover her tomorrow. Probably. That's right. <laughs> that is Blanket. right. Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around. And if you, didn't, if you didn't hear this at the top of the segment, Dennis Pitta has signed a new agreement with the Baltimore Ravens. That coming from Ravens insider Jimmer Fredette, rumored to go to the Chicago Bulls. We'll find out in the next 24 or so hours what ends up for the NBA future star. I'm calling it future star. All right. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. 182. That's all I'm going to say. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. And everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. Yep, they do. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You know what time it is, man? 10.50 Mountain Time. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's volleyball. Second ranked BYU back in the Smithfield House tonight for the first time since January 25th. It's been too long. BYU's on top of the conference as they host seventh ranked Woo! USC tonight, fourth ranked Pepperdine tomorrow. Both matches live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Softball. BYU upsets previously unbeaten and second ranked Tennessee yesterday, 6 3 nice. in the San Diego Classic. Enormous win. Katie Manuma homered twice. The Cougars followed that up with a well-pitched game, but a 2-0 loss to host San Diego State. Who cares? We beat number two. We beat Tennessee. And lost to San Diego State. Today, BYU plays Fresno State and Ole Miss at the same tournament. Baseball. After a four-hour rain delay, BYU beat Seattle 7-3 yesterday in St. George for the second win of the young season. BYU hosts a doubleheader today against the Red Hawks on BYU Radio starting at 2 Eastern. Women's basketball. Did you know they were called the Red Hawks before you read that? Yes, because I called the BYU baseball game against Seattle a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Likely story. Ah! <laughs> Tomorrow, the final regular season home game for the ladies and final home game for Jennifer Hampson and Kim Beeson. We just talked to Lexi Eaton. She now officially has the BYU Sports Nation karma. You can watch this game live on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio starting at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain. Track and field. The men and women traveled to Seattle for the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Championships this weekend. MPS of what up? Gymnastics. BYU in Ann Arbor, Michigan today to compete against the Wolverines and the Golden Flashes of Kent State. Cougars in the PGA. I need your phone for this one because we're right. going to update we're Daniel Summerhays. We are Summerhays literally going to Mike update Weir. this as it's happening. Okay, Daniel Summerhays shot, a, shot five under. He's tied for fifth. And then, uh, let's see, Tiger Woods shot one over. Mike Weir, plus two, so uh, he's even through two rounds. How about Danny Summers? He birdied six holes in a row at one point. That a boy. Tennis. The women's tennis team on the road to play number 57, UC Irvine. Take them down. And number 55, Long Beach State. Do they rank every single team? Number 254, Wyoming. The men's team hosts... Idaho tomorrow. Idaho has no ranking, so apparently they don't. They must be terrible. <laughs> Rugby. The back-to-back national champions host Super League team Glendale Raptors tomorrow at Southfield at 3 Eastern time. Now we bring on one of my favorite segments, Best Sounds of the Week. It's cinnamon-like cereal every morning is what does. Done. He spoke to the oracle. It keeps you sharp if you just if you just eat cinnamon life every morning and never, never change. Then you stay sharp and you can predict the future. That's all I'm saying. Jimmer just wants to fit in. He just wants to be one of the guys, but in a very, you know, pulled back way because he can't be one of the guys because that's not his morals. It's not his personality. I think some team in the top 40 still wants Calvin Noy. The 25 to 30 range is still a possibility, but I think right now he's looking at the top 50 someplace. No good team falls in love with what he can do and his versatility. Taysom Hill is public enemy number one in Austin. What kind of a response do you expect from the Texas fan base? Not friendly. <laughs> It'll be interesting they changed their coaching staff and it's a big change in texas and football is king down there so i would expect everything and the kitchen sink i don't see why we can't win it uh my expectations for our team is going there and win that tournament we have to play well we have to have fun and you know we just gotta go do it our sounds of the week blaine fowler talking about the wisdom squares of cinnamon life that's been a big theme this week we had some. This I had two bowls on was it Wednesday morning. That it was, was good. Awesome. That was awesome. That was a good show as a result. James Ham joined us, Cowbell Kingdom, part of the ESPN True Hoop Network. He is the Sacramento Kings insider. His interview for me was 
top of the list for me this week. Just I learned ins- a lot about Jimmer as an NBA yes, player. From how him. insightful he was. How go rough. back and listen to Wednesday show if Man, you missed it. What player goes through that? I knew it. I mean, I knew Jimmer was in a rough situation, but to hear James Ham, who's by Jimmer almost every day, talk about the weight of the world was pushing him down. When you hear that, you're like, Jimmer's such a happy-go-lucky person, such an even-keel person. That's, that's tough. And so I'm happy for him that he has an opportunity now to go somewhere else in the NBA and, my bold prediction, make meaningful buckets in the approaching NBA playoffs. Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting was also on Tom Holmo. We, this is a busy week. Broke down the BYU football schedule officially. And uh, we didn't talk about this yesterday. The 2015 schedule had an update. East Carolina. East Carolina announced on their website that they're playing BYU on the road next year. So this means that there are 11 games already scheduled for next year. You want to hear them? I would love to hear this. At Nebraska, Boise State, at Michigan, at Southern Miss, Cincinnati, Connecticut. Are we counting down to that one too? At San Jose State, at UNLV, Fresno State, at Utah State, East Carolina. One more game needed. Uh, BYU doesn't know its bowl game either for next year. 464. No, I, I, don't, I don't know what <laughs> it is. It might be pretty close. To the next Connecticut. Is Notre Dame going to fit in that schedule? Now, now, BYU has one more home game spot. Is, is BYU waiting to fill it with Notre Dame? Ooh, that would be... Man, can you imagine Notre Dame on that schedule? That'd Nebraska, Michigan. At Nebraska, Ooh. at Michigan, Boise State. Those are your three best games. That's good. Holy cow. You put Notre Dame on there, that's a really good... I, I think that's close to the perfect schedule. Next week's guests will include BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose, Kyle Sumption, BYU rugby captain, and Sean Farnham, ESPN college basketball analyst, as he gets us set for the West Coast Conference Tournament, which we will be simulcasting from live starting Wednesday, March 6th. Thursday. Thursday, March. We're traveling on Wednesday. We are both anxious, so yeah, Wednesday would be great. Might as well. The rise and shout today goes to... BYU softball. They upset number two Tennessee. Let's ignore the fact they lost San Diego State. Who cares? They beat number two Tennessee yesterday. That's great. If you can beat Tennessee, you can beat anybody. What's your bold prediction for the rest of Jimmer Fredette's NBA season? Let's go back to Twitter. Tweet, tweet. At CBD6262, Jimmer will score more points with his new team in 25 games than he scored in Sacktown. 241 points through the first 57 games. Wow, that is bold. So close to 10 points a game? Is that what, is that what he's saying? Okay. At Haas P. He can work out at the RB, the Richards building here in <laughs> BYU's campus, while he waits to get picked up. Hashtag if he gets a wristband. <laughs> <laughs> That's in reference to Tyler Haas last year. He's trying to go shoot around in the Richards building on Do campus. Do you have a wristband? And Seriously? Someone asked him if he had a wristband. Do I have a wristband? I was the seventh leading scorer in America. Oh, man. <laughs> At KLM, is it KLM Sneeb? Oh, Mr. Schneebly. Let's, go, let's call him Kevin. Jimmer gets minutes and ups his three point percentage to 55 to finish the season with the highest percentage in the league. Hashtag Jimmer finally freed. Thanks to our guests today Jackson Emery, Rob Nielsen, Lexi Eaton, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. I have a gift for you, Jim. Thank you. There you go. It's a tennis ball. It's a tennis ball. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to another jam-packed edition of BYU Sports Nation.